What's happening, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of The Beautiful Hustle, the podcast that connects the heart to the hustle of the beauty industry. I'm your co-host, Philip Procopio. And I am Jessica Saunders. Happy to be here with you today, Philip. So excited. It is so nice outside right now. It's beautiful. I feel like the entire time we've been doing this podcast, we've been complaining of snow and cold weather, and right. we have officially sprung into spring. Oh my gosh. I yesterday, not yesterday, it was like two days ago, I was driving with my windows down, sunroof open, because the sun is out. I mean, it was 45 degrees, so after like three <laughs> minutes, I had to roll the windows back up, because I was cold, but uh, I love it. I'm loving this weather. I do too. I feel like it boosts the energy. It boosts yes. the morale of everybody. I can tell everybody around town's just got a little extra pep in their step with the sunshine out. Oh yeah, there's way more people out just outside. I had to go today and um, buy some things at the store. Oh and really? Yeah. What did you buy? Oh, okay. I have no kids or pets, <laughs> so I have plants. Y'all, I come over to record. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I just went and bought a couple things. I just wanted to show you one of my new plants. And I am like, Philip Procopio. <laughs> it's too much. It, it's I, too much. I don't think so. Uh, it's too much. And you know what? I won't rely on my own opinion. You need to post some pictures this week in our stories. Okay. Of all of the plants. Okay. And then I invite the listeners to vote. Let's do it. Is it too damn much? <laughs> and Philip needs to make some friends. Listen, or okay, is it so just enough. I'll post some this week on our page. It'll be a few photos because there's a few different rooms. Uh, yeah, it will. Okay. Hey, <laughs> wow, she's really hating on my plants, y'all. It's too much. I mean, I did buy. I think I bought eight today. And you Little probably ones. already have. Tw- how many? Throw out a number. What number of plants do you think you have? I bet I have. 25. I think you're a liar. I bet I can, I can almost guarantee you. What do you think? 32. Oh, okay. You act like 25 and 32 are so different. <laughs> I thought you were, the way you react, I thought you were going to be like 50. No. I okay. Bet you, I bet, I bet it's between 25 and 30. I do too. So, and, and I need we're about, we're going to put it out there. Yeah. Um, and we need your guys' help because we might be having another intervention. My sister said that. <laughs> She's not wrong. So speaking of Philip maybe needs to make friends instead of buy plants. Ugh. How was your weekend? Well, I was sick on Saturday, called out of work. Yes. Um, how was your Friday? Friday, which any of my coworkers <laughs> or boss listening to had nothing to do with Saturday calling out. No, we were home by 10. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to, mm, what was it? Two weeks ago episode. I think so. Um, I mentioned that I coordinated a meet and greet for <laughs> Philip and some boys in the community. So yes. he could kind of dust off his dating skills and get back out there. And so on Friday, we had a little dinner party with some people to get him to know kind of the gay community here in Bozeman. Mm-hmm. And how did it go for you? How did you feel? We genuinely have not talked about no, we haven't your actually. Around it, it was good. I was thinking that day because I was getting nervous, and I was like, "Why am I so nervous? I'm an extrovert. Like, I've, I mean, I've, I'm behind the chair. I have no problem talking to new clients. I also public speak, so I've, I've literally spoke in front of thousands. Um, 
but I was nervous for this. And I realized I have not had to make friends in almost 15 years. Yeah. Like I worked at my last salon for 13 years. So, I mean, my friends were built in. I've known my, I mean, my, most of my friends I've had for at least 10 years, unless it's someone new coming to work, which is different because they're coming into my atmosphere. Right, right. And then even moving to Bozeman, I didn't go into it wanting friends at work. We've right. talked about this. Yes, yeah. And so this is the first, like, because of COVID, I haven't been out as much and meeting people. So this is the and because f- you're busy tending to plants. <laughs> it, I do have a very busy schedule with my plants. Um, this was your first outing, though. This was my very first outing to make new friends. And um, it was good. I talked to a few of the guys. There were a couple couples there. Um, some of the guy, I yet spent most of my time talking to some of the girls though. <laughs> well, the first like hour I, or so I'm like, is he going to move? <laughs> he, you're literally, he was like glued in the same spot. Same spot. I'm like, yeah. is he holding the kitchen Island down? Is it going <laughs> to run away if he moves? And then I, I noticed he got more comfortable. Yeah. Um, well, I spent a lot of time talking to our number one fan. Shout out Jade. <laughs> Jade Billion. That's my girl. She, every like a few minutes, she'd be like, oh, I know that because I listen to your podcast. <laughs> so shout out Jade. Um, yeah, I talked to a few of the guys. It was great. Nothing crazy. It was good practice to get out and start talking to people. Yeah. Did you flirt with anyone? Um, Not really. So what does Philip flirting like? Describe your flirting up. style. I don't know because it's been so long Maybe since this I've is had why to. It's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> um, two. I talked to like a couple of the guys were a couple. Yeah. So it was just like casual conversation. One of the guys who his husband wasn't there, um, who probably talked to the most out of all the guys. We kind of knew each other through acquaintances, so that was good conversation. The one guy I would flirt with or consider going on a date with, I talked to for a couple minutes, and then he, like, went to the other side of the island. So that was it. And then I internet stalked him last night. Yes, yes. I I got the inside scoop. We're we're in. We'll get there, maybe. He's nice. He looks around my age. Yeah. Good job. Has his life together. We found one downside. Oh, God, yes. He's a runner slash a biker. (laughs) Like, I, even at my fittest in my life, when I was the most physically fit I've ever been, was probably either in college or around 26, was never a runner or, like, biker type of guy. I really love um, biking. Out like I in the summer and the spring, I'll take my bike up highlight and mm. like bike up highlight road because they close it. Those of you who don't know, it's like a big, it's not a national forest. Yeah, it is a national forest. I think so. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. a, what am I thinking of? It's not like Yellowstone. No, it's, it's not a, a national park. park. Yeah, it's a national forest. It's yeah. not a park. Um, so it's just like this beautiful mountains and lakes mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'll ride my bike forever up there. I love that. Um, but it's like, hike biking do you know what i mean it's yes. not like speed biking or like no. i don't have to wear special gear i don't look wear that stupid clothes no and <laughs> this guy definitely has all the gear yeah. has the special yeah. bike has special running clothes yeah. and i'm like where are my sweat shorts and adidas yeah 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 that's it so we'll see well, we'll, we'll see. keep you updated I'm very proud of you for getting out there thanks um 
I am. I would like one action item from you. Oh, what are you going to do to continue your dating progress? That I don't know. Uh. I mean, we still are kind of in a pandemic. But remember what I told you. What? Somebody said that people who are internet dating are getting to know each other better because they're not meeting up in person. That and is true. You need to give me access to Kay. your grinders, that. tinders, swipers if you're not going to start. First of all, I don't have grinder. I never will have <laughs> grinder. I don't know any. I've been married before <laughs> all of these things were an option. And you're also not gay, so. <laughs> That's true. Um, I will never live, let you have access to my <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> Probably a really good idea. Yeah. So I'm. Here's the thing too. I'm at this weird age where it, it's just weird. To, I'm. I'm not an online dater. Never have been. And which, hence, maybe why I'm still single and hoarding plants. And <laughs> <laughs> I need to get practice. I'm going to start messaging people. I swipe right. No one ever messages me. Because you're cute and funny and charming. Your pictures. You look a little bit like you're maybe super pretentious or like snobby. You're not the first person to tell me that. I know. But when then when you talk to you, you're like, oh, my God, he's so cute and he's so funny. Oh, thanks. And his co-host is, like, banging. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Anyways. What do we got in store today? I'm super duper excited for today because it's one of my dearest friends mm-hmm. um, on the podcast. Um, although she is my dear friend and I love her for so many personal reasons, we're actually having her on um, in the professional context because she is a super badass businesswoman. And not the first time she's been on, technically. This is correct. She, um, t- I'm talking about Miss Cassie Dow, who um, works with Borboletta Beauty. She was one of the audio teasers that um, did a little what would you say, a little blurb about her experience working with me back in our very first episode. Very first episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to Ladies First. It is all about my story, and there's a little tidbit in there from Miss Cassie Dow. Mm -hmm. Um, But she is joined by the founder of Borboletta Beauty, Miss Kimber. Um, They're both extremely beautiful, extremely kind, extremely smart women. Um, And I, I just really wanted to have somebody on the podcast that was prominent in the industry but maybe not so hair focused yeah so this is our first lash brand which lashes are such a big part of the industry right now that i felt like it was the right time yeah so if uh any salon spa owners managers out there listening this is a great service to add to um your already full service menu um for your estheticians and stylists and so this would be uh i've worked with not i don't do lash extensions but i've had estheticians who do lash extensions and use barbaletta it's a a great company i mean jess and i anyone who's going to be on the podcast we don't have them on unless we fully believe in that company anyways and so this is a great company. So these are some. There's some great stuff in here. If you are considering adding lash extensions or switching extension brands, and if you are interested in using and learning and loving Borboletta Beauty, also we have a really fun giveaway that they have sponsored to um, go along with their episode. So make sure to head over to our Instagram, the Beautiful Hustle Podcast, and check out the details of how to enter the giveaway. Because um, I'd love to send you guys some mm-hmm. Borboletta Beauty products. Yes. Oh, we also have to preface, we had a little bit of technical difficulty in the first half of this episode. Uh, Kimber, who was calling in, she's a little low. Gotta love COVID, and everything's on Zoom right now, so I'm sure everyone can relate, but just bear through it. Um, there's some really, she has some really amazing things to say. She has uh, really built this company up from ground up and uh, has a lot of great wisdom from her experience in building this company, so... 
Love it. So enjoy the podcast and we'll see you on the other side. And welcome to the podcast, Kimber and Cassie. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Well, we're so excited to have you. Cassie is a familiar voice to the podcast because she actually made her Starlight debut in episode one. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I couldn't be happier to be a part of this. And my love for the two of you as hosts and for this amazing podcast. So excited to be joining you today. Well, thanks. We're excited to be here. Um, You know, you are our first Lash Company that we've had on, and it's a long time coming because I feel like lashes are where it's at within the beauty industry right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw a really cute post on your Borbalet artist page about the girl going off about, I've never felt so confident. I've never felt so beautiful and the power you feel when you wear lashes. So tell us a little bit about both of you and your history in the industry and kind of how you came to the lash world. Oh, all right. Uh, So I started um, two decades ago in the beauty industry. I'm aging myself, but I started working for a photography company, uh, working on kind of the line. That's when they did like all of the model work that for all the teams and stuff where they do hair and makeup. And I fell in love with makeup. I always love to do makeup. So makeup artistry was kind of my gig. Are you nice and so driving glamour shots, Cass? <laughs> <laughs> you know it, girl. Very nicely. It was the high end of that. So, but yes, it was. I love it. Um, proud to say it. And uh, that I, while I was going to school, I got my degree in technical sales. And so after that, I just wanted to find something that could just merge the two of them together because I was just in love with the beauty industry and decided uh, that I would find this amazing job uh, with Estee Lauder Companies. At that time, it was a third-party distribution, right, for Aveda and spent 12 years under the Aveda professional brands umbrella and loved every minute of it. I will always be such a big part of my history and who I am as a person, right? Aveda is just this amazing brand with such a great mission. So anywho, after that, I ran a couple of salons in Salt Lake City, and then I found my way to my new love, Borboletta Beauty, and lashes is the rage, right? It is like when you put those lashes on, you have a super power, (laughs) super hero power for sure. So I've been with the company over a year now, Kim. Can you believe that? It seems like it's almost been about two years. I know, right? Well, Cast, what is your role at Borboletta Beauty? Yes, so I am the director of sales and partnerships for Borboletta. So I have a beautiful team of um, customer service and with sales and education, the house is that, and then our group of partnerships, which includes partners and what we call insiders, which are our ambassadors. I love it. Um, okay, so you mm-hmm. mentioned this beautiful company. I want to know, is there a vetting process that you have to be like a level 10 Seriously. smoke show to work at Borboletta? <laughs> like, this is the most attractive <laughs> employees I've ever seen. That's- Kim, you have to answer this because I, my first, it was like my second week, Kim, remember this, we had the soiree. Yes, this is posting- pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID, we all got together and loved on each other. But there was this massive group of hotness that I walked into that I was like, what is happening? Where do these people come from? Like, I was like, my floor hit the ground. Like, I was in awe of the beauty. But honestly, I, 
a lot of people say this, but the beauty from inside out, like these are great people that like love each other. But I legit was like, I need to up my game. I'm going, mama got to go shopping. Mama needs some new lashes. Oh my gosh. But Kim is a hottie herself. Oh my gosh. I can't even. You both are. That's so nice of you to say. We, we definitely felt like we bring in really, really good people and not, not attractive people, just beautiful on the inside people. But, um, yeah, that's a huge compliment. Yeah, I feel like they go hand in hand a lot of time. Any, yeah. you know, when people are beautiful on the inside, it just shines through the outside and slap some lashes on it. And there's no way you're losing. <laughs> Kimber, we'd love to hear about your journey within the industry and kind of where you started and how you got to um, have the company that you have today. Yeah, so I'll just give mine really quick because it can be a long story. <laughs> Basically, I um, joined the beauty industry after going to hair school my senior year in high school, and I started off as a salon assistant, and um, I was sweeping floors and ripping foils. We all know how that goes, and um, I got my lashes done, and it turns out that I became totally obsessed with them, and so did all the clients at the salon, and lashes were really new. This was back in, like, early 2000s. I want to say, like, 2007 or something, and... Um, so I came back one day with these new set of lashes on and the clients went crazy. And, um, anyway, I started referring them to my lash artist and pretty soon her clientele was totally booked. And that, um, it just dawned on me one day, like, wait a second, why am I not doing these lashes? So I took a training, I failed miserably. I almost gave up, but I was so desperate for money at the time because I was $50,000 in credit card debt. So I was like, well, if people are still calling and they want their lashes done, I guess I'll do them. But I'll be totally honest, my very first set of lashes I did, I totally glued my clients. I shut. I know, not a big deal at all. Um, the products that were available on the market back then just were not at all. Like, I can't even put them in the same boat. Um, and basically, it just, I just, I did a lot of trial and error lashing career. It wasn't something that I wanted or even thought was going to um, be a long-term thing, but um, I I really just got into to being obsessed with all things lashes, and that kind of started my journey with Borboletta. So I um, built a, a full clientele in about three months, paid off my debt in a year, and after that, I just had this newfound love for just making women feel beautiful. And I was, you know, in my early 20s at the time. And when you're in your 20s, you're just so insecure. And you just think that the only way to have happiness in life is through your exterior beauty. And mm-hmm. I started falling in love with my clients and hearing their stories. And I realized that beauty came in all shapes and sizes. And um I just had so much gratitude for what I was doing and felt like I had been given a second chance in life. So needless to say, I I wanted to give my clients the best. And and that is really what catapulted me into building this brand, Borboletta. And um, it it started off as a thing of like, I'm just going to find my own products and develop my own product line so that I know that my clients have the best, which turned into artists around hearing that I had developed my own line and asking if I could educate them and they could buy products from me. 
which then turned into me slinging lashes out of the trunk of my car because I didn't have a website. I had to <laughs> sell them. And from there, I mean, I just decided that I had enough of a market to really put this online. And, and I launched an e-commerce site in 2013. My husband built and coded our first website and um, he learned how to do it on the weekends because he had an intense full-time job and I just took the ball and ran with it and I think when I very first started Borboletta my friends and family were like oh this is kind of a cute thing that Kim's doing like she does lashes and now she has a little product line and I'm a Capricorn through and through so if you tell me that I can't do it or if you tell me that whatever I'm doing is saturated or I don't know what I'm doing, I'll just pop back up in about a year and just show you exactly how I did it. And that's kind of what motivated me in those beginning years of running Borboletta and, and turning this e-commerce site into being able to hire people like Cassie and, and get us to where we're at today. So I've learned a ton um, just about being in business and I totally shifted careers from a lash artist to now founder of a beauty company and there's been lots of, of amazing highs and then I don't call them lows but there's been several learning lessons that have come full circle for me so it's been an incredible journey and um, yeah I, my, my biggest motive here is just to inspire especially women to say that there's no such thing as you can't do it it just hasn't been I love that. That's amazing. That, I mean, it sounds very similar to, I think, a lot of our audience who are stylists and then want to create an environment that's best for their clients. So they open their own salon and spa. And um, of course, you know, when you start any business, any lots of, as you put it beautifully, learning lessons. Um, but what, you know, for all our beginning salon owners out there, what was it like starting that? I mean, that had to have been scary. Did you have people around you? What got you through those learning lessons and not just want to give up and be like, well, just go do something else again? Uh, that's a really good question. I, I'm going to give an answer that probably most people aren't used to hearing, but when I launched BorboletaBeauty.com, I knew that there was no looking back. I knew that this was my future. I had no other thing to fall back on. I didn't say well, I'll launch BorbalettaBeauty.com and then if things don't work out, I'll always go back to doing lashes. Like, there was no what if. It was, I'm doing this, I'm committing to it, I will do, I will go to the ends of the earth to make this thing happen, and I did. And so I think for anybody starting a new business, my advice there is don't ask, don't ask people if you should do something. You know what's right for you. And, uh, ask for feedback on what you could do better because I think that especially the people that love you the most that you trust the most it's always good to get feedback from from them and it's sometimes hard but that's the way that you grow but go into your business knowing that there is no chance of failure that if something doesn't work out you're just going to pivot and you're going to figure out another way how to make it work because if you really are set on reaching a goal it's not going to be a cakewalk but if you're super excited about what you're doing, you're going to figure out a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And yeah. she shows up that way every day. I have to tell you, there's not these like lull days with Kim. It's all about moving. Right. And it's okay if you're like failing forward, but it's about moving. Like, what are we doing today? We're moving at a fast pace. 
we're going quickly and she brings that like inspiration daily that's awesome it's very cool it's a beautiful hustle <laughs> it is a beautiful hustle that kim has she does it's inspiring to be around it keeps me on my toes for sure that's awesome so i feel like the most recent learning lull that we all had was 2020 and this COVID experience and all industries were hit on some level, but the lash industry certainly, um, you know, felt it really, they were impacted big time. So talk to us about how your customer base pivoted during 2020 and then what you as a company had to do to make things work out for you. I'll let Cass answer the first part of that and then I can answer the second part. Yeah, I I think when COVID happened, I in the beginning we were all in such a fear-based space, right? Not as a company, but as as a whole, <laughs> right? The world was in a place of something that we had never really dealt with before, and I think it it spawned a lot of fear. And so, I that time I think we were all just trying to like make it work like day to day right we were just like getting through the day and trying to figure it out and do the best we can but it also came with so much shock of caring for the beauty industry of seeing what it did to people's businesses and so we as a company I was so proud of how we moved so quickly there was this this one little spot where it was just like where are we headed what are we doing but the leadership team got together and knew that there needed to be a really quick pivot and game plan switched. And it happened fast, <laughs> real mm-hmm. fast. We we were going to test out going remote and working from home just in case we had to, right? And then the next day it was like, no, we're doing this. This is happening and it's moving fast. So we all went remote, every single one of us. We're all still remote. None of us mm-hmm. have went back into the space unless, you know, here and there to do things. But I've loved that the company's been able to create such a safe space for their employees and allowing them to be remote and home and still being able to accomplish what we were able to accomplish during the year was really quite amazing. But I think the biggest things for pivoting was going, what are we going to do with education? Because up until that point, we were teaching regional courses, thousands of people, right? (laughs) Thousands and thousands of people getting certified from Borboletta in person, right? How do you take this curriculum and move it? And and we knew that the industry kind of headed in this area and and we had done some work prior, but that had to pivot real quick, right? We didn't want to um, put anybody's, I mean, safety had to come first for not only just employees, but all of these amazing lash artists that we were serving. So that had to move really quickly. And then the other thing that had to move really quickly was going, how are we going to help support lash artists if they can't lash, be able to support themselves and their family? And so we had this amazing product, the Lash Serum, that's been our total hero product that we said, we got to launch this early. Like we're not ready, but we're doing it. We're going to figure it out and we're launching it all remote, right? Everyone remote launching this amazing product so that lash artists could sell this to all of their customers, right? While they were on their lash vacation, so to speak, to have a way to make money. It's truly amazing what we were able to accomplish. Way to go, Kim. And I do remember when that lash serum hit the internet and it was (laughs) everywhere. Everyone was talking about it. I was so excited to try it. Um, I think it's so smart. I know it was in the works already, but to 
move it ahead and adjust to the times and be where you needed to be to meet the needs of your consumers. Um, no, I, I agree. It was really, how do you even put it? Divine timing. I feel like <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, I feel like one of the things that stands out the most to me is before 2020 started, I remember, you know, you're making your goals for the new year and I'm, I was looking at my calendar and I was thinking, okay, this year is going to be crazy. I was supposed to travel, uh, I mean, really all over the world speaking at, at conferences and, you know, doing all these things. And I just remember feeling like this just, this just seems wild to me. And, um, we were headed in a really crazy fast direction with our education program that I was feeling like I wanted to do a big pivot, but I didn't know how. And then same thing with our company in general. I knew that we had this serum coming out um, slotted sometime for 2020. And I was kind of back and forth. All of us were on our executive team of when do we really launch the serum? And I, I know I've heard a lot of people say, 2020 was just the worst year. It was the worst year. And I, I understand that. And I want to be really um, understanding towards that as well. For me, 2020 was probably the hardest year that I've ever lived through, but it was the hardest, best year I've ever lived through because all of everything, everything I was feeling uneasy about from my work life to each department I felt uneasy about to my personal life somehow magically 2020 pushed me to do all of the hard things that I needed to do in one year <laughs> to end up where we're at today. And I look back and I'm like, I, I would do that year over and over and over again, a million times to be where we're at today, to push me where I'm at today. And I really have to give credit to our team. You know, Cassie was there on some of those darkest, hardest days. And our team really rallied and believed in the brand and believed in what we were doing. And it wasn't just me making hard decisions. We all had to make hard decisions together. And, and I would just tell any business owner listening to this, look at those hard things that you had to do last year and ask yourself, did you land in a better place? Because most people that I've talked to, when they really think about it, they're like, you know what, as hard as that year was, it made me pivot and something better came from it. And that's exactly how I viewed that last year. Yeah, we started our podcast in October yeah. of 2020. So we've been around for a few months. So everyone we've had the pleasure of talking to and interviewing COVID has come up and what your experience with it has been like. And everyone that we've had the pleasure of talking to has expressed some type of gratitude for the lessons, the learning, um, the experiences that we were forced to have that I'm not sure however else we would have encountered. So I think it's a really common theme for people to find the light, on, you know, through that struggle yeah. through that year. So you mentioned a little bit about um, education that you guys were doing these big seminars, big workshops. Tell um, the listeners and us a little bit about all of the offerings within Borboletta Beauty. So you do, you have products, you do trainings, um, you now have the direct to consumer items. Kind of paint us just a picture of all the different yeah, things you so offer. Yeah, so when I first started Borboletta, we came with a small offering of products. So we had just our um, lash line and some adhesives and tweezers, you know, maybe some tape and gel pads. And then um, about a year later, we launched our education program. 
And basically that was, we just, we hired on what I call like this little army of trainers. And we grew it from myself and one other woman training to a group of, by the end of 2019, we were at 35 educators, I believe. Um, so we were offering classic courses, volume courses, combo courses. We had just announced a mega course. Um, so our, our education offering was almost a company within and of itself, I would say. Um, and then, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so are are these courses, uh, certifications or advanced trainings for somebody who is already, already certified if you want to do lashes? So um, at the end of okay. 2019, we were offering all in-person trainings. We were flying these educators all over. Um, and then we were launching quite a few products. So, you know, we launched this whole aftercare line and um, added on to our lash line. So we were growing at this really rapid rate. And I had talked to Cassie. It's kind of funny how this all came full circle. But Cassie and I, and I don't know if you remember this, Cass, but we kind of talked you know, in quarter four of 2019 about our education team and how difficult it was becoming to scale it. And did it, are we reaching the audiences that we should, because there's so many restrictions when you're traveling all over. And I remember we kind of just said, um, yeah, maybe, you know, someday it would make sense to offer our trainings online. Do you remember this cast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I totally remember this. Yes. And just knowing like, well, so many people are doing such a great job, right? Different companies or brands, not necessarily in the lash space, but elsewhere, right? Within beauty that we're pivoting to, you know, virtual courses or some type of online type components. So yeah, I absolutely remember this. Kim. So I floated that idea over to our exec team at the time I remember it was right around the holidays before everybody went on break before 2020 and their faces were like are you crazy you must have lost your mind like how can you train lashes online and I I was like well there's companies that are doing you know this and that but nothing had been really fully baked yet anyway so we kind of tabled that idea. We went in a different direction to even make our education team, I would say, somewhat slightly more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> yep, we did that. And then uh, the pandemic hit. Like Cassie mentioned earlier, in March, we, we decided we were going to do this, hey, if, if everything shuts down, let's just have like a trial run work from home. And literally, it was like that week, everything shut down. So, of course, that meant our training shut down. And we were not offering and we couldn't, we couldn't fly anybody anywhere. We couldn't get people together to do these trainings. We were refunding all these people that had signed up for future dates. And that's when the idea resurfaced. And, um, I got together with Cassie and our education team and we really sat down and figured out, okay, how can we start training people online? There has to be a way to do it. And I'm so proud of our team. We started talking about this in the middle of March and we launched an entire full program by, was it July, Cass? It was, was it was like a four month turnaround. I had never, and we're talking like a whole new program ready to go in the middle of a pandemic and how we pulled that off. I I still look back and I'm like, that was a miracle, but 
one of the coolest (laughs) things ever. And it really gave us a second chance to start over. And I, this is something I really want, especially in, in the beauty industry, people to take note on you, when you make the right decision for you and your business, it doesn't always mean that you're making the right decision for everyone else. And that's okay Mm -hmm. because it's your business and it's your job to make sure that you're running your business the best way for you. And then it falls in line for everyone else that it works out for. And I read this Mm -hmm. amazing quote that I want to share with you guys, because I think this is so telling to so many things that have happened in the beauty industry right now. It says, I do not believe that we were put on this earth to relieve others of their own discomfort when it requires us to move into our own. Mm. So that pretty much summed up one of the hardest decisions we had to make at Borboletta. And that was taking our education team from 35 educators down to keeping, I think we kept a total of 10. Um, And it was super hard. And I know it wasn't just hard on me. I know Cassie went through a lot and our education team went through a lot. But when you talk about, you know, 2020 being such a hard year, I think so many salon owners had to make, especially make decisions like that. And ultimately, I think that, you know, they've landed in better spots. And I I think that that's very, it's a very good thing to keep in the back of your mind always. Are you making decisions to make everyone else happy? and making yourself sad or are you moving forward with happiness because the right people will enter your life? Yeah, that's such a good point. I, I relate this back to, I see so many hairdressers, especially in lack artists and any t- sort of spa or salon person who gets so hesitant about raising prices when it's time or, you know, menu thing like that. And I am always, you know, if the numbers add up and you're ready to do that, it's the best decision you can make for yourself. And there's so many people in this industry who are so afraid to do that and, and take care of themselves first. You know, I always equate it back to an airplane. You have to put your mask on first before you're supposed to help anyone exactly. else put their mask on. Yes. That's such a good point. Wow. And Kimber, I think that's probably why you are so successful and yeah. in the role that you're in is because that is your paradigm and that is how your mind sees things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a common trait that you find a- amongst highly successful individuals is the ability to make those choices and to see yeah. ahead enough to know which ones oh, are going to get you. you there. Yeah. I, there's no way I ever could have gone through that without Cassie and the support of so many others at the company during that time. I mean, it was I don't want to sugarcoat it. It was very, very hard. And and a lot of us lost a lot of sleep, but where we're at today is like such a breath of fresh air. And that would be, that's like my big kick right now. When people are asking me for advice, I'm like, don't people please. And they're like, they look at you like, well, duh, everyone told you that. And I'm like, no, honestly, I promise stop people pleasing. Ask yourself, does this make me feel good and me feel happy? And if it does go with that decision. That's awesome. So that's the education portion of it. And then do Lash Techs purchase their supplies Yeah, for you? Cass, you can, do you want to kind of talk through like distribution and how that's all set up? You're the expert Yeah, there, absolutely. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, housing, since I have partnerships, it's really great. Cause there's a couple, there's a bunch of different ways you can be affiliated with the brand. 
And it's such a beautiful community. I mean, people that love Borby love Borby. Like it's through and through and it's very cool to be a part of. It's very much so like the tribe, right? So we have a couple of different ways. You can absolutely just purchase from our, our website. We have professional site and a direct to consumer site. So both purchasing there and then through the partnership site, you can uh, be one of our customers, right? And then you can also, if you want to become more of a closer type partnership, you can go into our partnership status where you're a preferred partner and vendor for Borboletta, which also links you, which I think is very cool to our direct to consumer site. So, yep. So people that are affiliated with us through the partnership or insider program they can take um, the ability to be able to retail to their own customers from our direct-to-consumer site. It's very seamless, it's very easy, and it's a great way for people to make uh, great retail sales and revenue from the website. So, That's awesome. isn't that cool? A lot of I know. Uh, go to that direct-to-consumer, but through mm-hmm. kind of the back end, you hosting that and then the, the artist or the salon or spa being able to do that. And I think especially during these times, yeah. it's like, I love that trend of the, of companies doing that. Yeah. It's really about that ecosystem, right? That we know that customers like to purchase in multiple channels, right. And different sort of ways. And a lot of consumers love being able to just the ease of going onto the website and being able to purchase on their own at their own time. So we absolutely wanted to make sure that we are including our affiliates, our partners, and our insiders in along with that. Um, so it was a true win-win, which it absolutely is. So the partnership program is awesome because it really allows you to become part of the Borby family. You are the first to know when anything's launching, all of the excitement around new products, gives you preferred pricing, right? So that's a really big win for them. And then um, also just, you know, newsletter insight webinars. We have our own uh, page for Instagram that they get access to different information, business building, tools, tips, resources. So it's a really great program. And then we also have our insider program, which is really Kim's baby. She started with, what was it, 40 insiders, Kim? We call them the Yeah, our ambassador program had about 40 when we started. And... It was a hot commodity. It was a hot commodity and still is, but we have over 500 insiders today. So all of these Borboletta artists that love the brand out there, just being our ambassadors and really being on the forefront and inside of what the company is doing and the business is doing. So for anybody that's interested in becoming a partner or an insider, please just reach out to me. Um, because I'd love to talk about what it can do for your business. It's really amazing for salon owners, right, that are looking for additional ways to help grow revenue in a new category. And lashing, like we talked about in the beginning, is one of those highest grossing areas with the most growth within the beauty industry. And it's the eye area subcategory, which includes, of course, lashes and brows. So um, it's having like 30% increases year over year for beauty. And so it is a great space to start and get into if it isn't something that you're currently doing. I love that. And some of my salons um, use and carry Borboletta and they absolutely love it. They rave about it. Um, It is one of those kind of prestige brands too, that people Mm -hmm. are proud to be associated with. People are proud to promote their name with. And so 
Um, I, I love all the things you guys are doing. Hey, you mentioned that cute little nickname, Barbie. Where does the name oh, Borbaletta um, come from? It comes from, it's kind of funny. So when we were originally concepting the brand, my husband and I were kind of bouncing off different like words that we wanted to use. Cause I was like, I don't want it to be just lashes. You know, I want it to have something more like a deeper meaning to it. And honestly, my husband should tell the story cause he's much more passionate about it than I am. But, um, <laughs> it, butterfly means Portuguese, sorry, Borboleta means butterfly in Portuguese. And it came from, um, you know, us concepting the idea of what is beauty and beauty is found in diversity. That was kind of our opinion on it. And, um, we wanted it to feel different from all the other lash companies. We wanted this to have more to it than just lashes. That was our bigger vision when we were concepting it. So that's why we didn't say, oh, we're Borboleta lashes. We said Borboleta beauty. And I'm so glad that we did because it's evolved mm-hmm. into, you know, our aftercare our lash. Sorry, you have to take out aftercare. <laughs> it's, a, it's evolved to our lash care line <laughs> and our serum and how we're lash obsessed. And I, I still look back at that as being one of the best decisions we made when we started the business was not pivoting or not um, cornering ourselves into an extension category, but to a broader beauty audience. Yeah. Again, so smart to have that ability to like look ahead at things and even whether it was conscious or not, you know, it served you so well in the long run. Well, We've got a few minutes left, um, and so I'd love to hear what's next for Borboletta Beauty. I know the Lash Serum has launched, and it's been a huge success. We're both big fans of it, um, but tell us a little bit more about what the future of yeah, Borboletta Beauty looks question. like. Yeah, I love this question. So the sky is the limit for me. I mean, I am definitely a very intense person, and you know, anytime we've ever done a launch, people are like, oh, yay, now, you know, you're going to step back and and relax, right? Or when I had my baby, oh, are you going to take some time off or this and that? And um, I can just tell everyone this, that Borbaletta is just getting started. I mean, we, we finally are feeling very much like we are on the trajectory for what we've always wanted Borbaletta to be. And I can say that very strongly as a founder, that, um, you know, it's taken almost eight years to get to this point and things are going to start moving very fast. And the Borboletta brand that you, that, you know, will always be the heart and soul, but Borboletta is making some really, really big moves this next year that I could not be more excited about. And I'll just give this little tidbit. Um, now that we have launched direct to consumer, I mean, really, the sky is the limit for this brand, and it's super exciting. I, have- I love it. Well, we'll okay. definitely start to um, your social media handles, too, in the show notes yeah. so people can follow. No, I was just going to say, I'm say? just, like, over here with, like, my cheerleader moves that you've seen before, <laughs> Jessica. Like, biggest <laughs> smile on my face. Like, hell yes, we are. We are doing this, like, this train is moving and moving fast. It's so exciting. <laughs> I have never met a train that Cassie Dow has been on that isn't it's moving the forward. Truth. And Cassie is one of those people. And that's, that's exactly what I mean. Our team right now is just like at the height of amazing. Like, I'm like, I don't know if it can get any better than this. And I, I, it will obviously, right. Things always evolve and get better. But 
we are so lucky to have Cassie and the rest of our team. I mean, everybody is so excited and so motivated and I'm, I could not be more excited about what's ahead. That's so awesome. Well, we can't wait to follow the journey. Thank you. All right, ladies. One of the things we like to wrap up all of our interviews with is three random questions from the Google random question generator. Are you game? (laughs) All right. Neither of us have any ideas what these are. I'm literally pulling up Google random question generator right now. All right. Oh, the first one is, what's the weirdest thing a guest has done in your house? <laughs> um, I, do you want me to go first, Cass? Yeah, go okay, for it. So, you know those um, confetti things that you, um, like, you celebrate with the big confetti poppers? So we had some yeah, leftover yeah. from our soiree sitting in, and, and we live in a high rise. So we're right downtown Salt Lake. So it's not like we have a backyard or anything. So we had some guests over and without saying anything, our guests just walked in, went beelined it right to the confetti poppers. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. You guys went out on our balcony and just popped that thing off the balcony. Like, didn't even say anything and I I was just stunned like whoa whoa wait like I don't want to get in trouble with HOA like what is going on right now but we were all laughing so hard to even really think about like the repercussions of it but anyway that that was the first thing that came to my mind and and still to this day I'm like I don't know what could be more strange than someone just thinking that that was theirs to just go and celebrate on my 19th story balcony but okay (laughs) Funny. That's a good one. Oh my god! What about you, Cass? How do you even compete with that? I got nothing. I'm drawing blanks here. Got nothing. I can come up with some randomness, but it would not even compare. So I'm gonna take a pass for Cass. What about you? Uh, I don't know if I've. Okay, actually, the first thing that popped in my head, I started it with doing something weird too. You are the weird person. You are the weird house guest. And yes. Well, no, it was at my house. My friend, we went out for drinks. My friend, my best friend came over and she was like, I'll just stay here tonight. And so I think she thought it was going to be like slumber party, girls night. We'll sleep in the same bed, but I'm not about that life. Like I don't sleep in the same bed with someone else. Oh, I tucked her into bed on the couch. And then I went and went to bed. And then, like, <laughs> forget this, I'm leaving. I'm so home. she just, she <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. that's funny. You? Um, I think mine is, I'm not going to say her name because it will put her on blast. <laughs> and she is one of my best friends. But I live in the middle of town, like smack dab in the middle of yeah. busy intersection. And my best friend lives like that country bumpkin life, like no neighbors for miles. And it, her husband gets in a bad habit of when they come over if we're drinking he goes pee in the backyard he's like when we're all hanging out at their house like you can just walk around the corner and go pee behind a tree that is country and I'm like hey we live in a civilized community <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny all right next let's question. see what's next um oh if you were arrested with no explanation what would your friends and family assume you had oh, done? No. <laughs> Cassie. Oh my gosh. Probably uh 
randomly like took something that I thought was like that would say like try for free or something that I would think would be like a free thing that like like oh I probably could just take these and be like that one turned into like 10 and then they'd be like oh she just you know randomly stole stuff you know that kind of thing that would be like something that'd be like a no-brainer that I wouldn't because I'm you know me I'm like Pollyanna I'm like they would be like that would never happen it would be like this random story that's true because Cassie does not break a rule. Yeah. Very rare. Kim, you can be rest assured, very safe with me. Oh, I know. Cassie is a rule follower. What about you, sir? What well, would your I'm family assume you got arrested Cassie, for? I make my own rules. So <laughs> I'm sure my family would be like, Kim probably just went and did something that she knew she wasn't supposed to do, but tried to talk her way out of it and couldn't talk her way out of it this time. I, I don't know. It could have been like <laughs> trespassing or like, my family would just be like typical Kim. We'll go get her out of jail tonight. It's another night. I'm pretty much it's a wild another night card. at the Jane's house. People could assume anything. <laughs> my kind of friend i like it <laughs> i think we all know speed oh god yeah speedy yes jessica she, yes yeah. i would agree worst work. driver in history <laughs> it would de- have something yes. to do with behind the wheel <laughs> Not a likely chance speeding you know what i bet it is i remember jess telling me this one time we're in montana so we regularly we'll have blizzards and snowstorms and she told i was like she was going to come to our account and i was like are you coming she or she got there and i was like i thought the roads were closed and she's like oh no i just told the officer that stopped me that i'm a teacher and have to get back to teaching class tomorrow morning and i was like yes she's like i don't care i'll drive oh, she is storm. It fearless me. when it comes to the road and me, I'm like a snowflake on the ground. I'm like, oh, can't leave my house. I did have a couple years ago because I was one speeding ticket away from a suspended license. Oh. So I reeled it in for a minute. Mm. What about you, Philip? Um, I was going to say trespassing, <laughs> but because. <Creep>. <laughs> no, I always tell my family if I'm arrested, assume I just trespass from like a photo shoot because like, especially out in the country. Oh, yes. I. Or trespassing signs like no tomorrow. And I'm like, I'll just say I didn't see it. And the next thing I know, I'm like a quarter mile deep into someone's private property. I love it. All right. Last one, everyone. So if someone asked to be your apprentice and learn all that you know, what would they, what would you teach them? Good question. If someone, let's just shorten it up. If someone was going to be your apprentice, what would they be apprenticing for? Like, what would you be teaching? Uh, Mine would be how to sell clothing on Poshmark. (laughs) Because that's currently what I'm in the weeds with right now. And I really wish I did have an apprentice to pass that on to. (laughs) I would say, uh, I think management. I really love managing people. I love getting people to like their highest being of where they want to go and how they want to get there. Like definitely something in that realm, something in that area. I agree. Those of you who don't know, Cassie was my manager for seven years. Yeah. She really is. Best manager ever. 
I love doing it. And Jeff, you, you, I gotta tell you, girl, you, you took me on a ride that I loved and you, you pushed all the right <laughs> buttons to get me where I am today. I gotta tell you, I love you so much. That's a <laughs> she's doing the same to me. <laughs> That's what I was put here for. Push people into growing. I'm telling you. Um, mine would probably be customer service. Um, I love customer service. Like my favorite thing is blowing someone's mind. Um, even kind of like you mentioned the blizzard, like yeah. I will stop at nothing to show up for people yeah. and like to deliver like a world-class mm-hmm. customer service experience. That's what me really satisfied and happy. What about you, Philip? Um, I think... What, well, okay, I'm just going to say brag a little. One thing I've gotten really good at lately... Uh, as a manager mm. is having crucial conversations mm. like really hard conversations and meetings um i have worked on it for years now finally to the point where i can feel somewhat comfortable going in and, and feeling confident that everyone's going to come out feeling good i love that yeah that's awesome cool well thanks so much for joining us ladies it was really fun getting to know you and your story and uh, more about your company. And we look thank forward you so to much. You and promoting I really this appreciate this. This was so fun. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you're loving what you're hearing on the podcast, make sure to subscribe. The best way to show your host some love is to leave a rating and review. While you're out there, make sure to head on over to the Beautiful Hustle podcast on Instagram and see all the good information to join that Borbaletta Beauty giveaway. And until next time, everyone, stay beautiful and keep hustling.